0: Welcome to Sales Pipeline Radio, the only show that helps you build your own powerful sales pipeline through social selling, content marketing, and more. The good, the bad, the ugly of Demand Gen and this demanding new generation of sales. Hey, with our host, the host doing his first show here today, Matt Hines. Hey, Matt, how are you?
1: Paul, I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm good. Matt Hines from Matt Hines Marketing here. Who have you brought along as your first uh, victim here on your first show here?
1: Well, let me let me first say, I mean, so like this is my first show. I've you know I've been writing content uh, on a blog for you know seven plus years. I've published a couple books. Um, I've I've played with podcasting. I've never done a radio program. This is (laughs) this is one of those things that has. I mean, I've listened to. Talk radio for forever. I've a couple times even tried to, to get my voice onto sports talk to talk about my favorite <laughs> team. But now, like now, I get to control a full like what twenty six minutes of content.
0: You have got it, boy. Uh, you this are in control, uh, and and you are the voice now that we're all listening to.
1: Oh my gosh! I can talk about whatever I want. This is live. <laughs> I'm listening. This is like anyway, anyway. This I'm super excited, Paul. Thank you very much. Thanks to uh, uh SLMA. Thanks to. uh Jim Overmeyer, uh, super excited to have this. You know, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna do this every other week for a while. See how it goes, and just really excited to use this new format to kind of bring to life some of the issues that a lot of B two B sales and marketing leaders are facing. And the stories.
0: Um, this is a great storytelling medium. Where else do you get to tell a story for 20, 30 minutes, like an online campfire where people gather to sh- swap stories and stuff? Here.
1: Well, not only swap stories, but also in a live environment. You know, you never know what you're going to hear, which is a great segue. To introduce uh, our first ever guest of Sales Pipeline Radio, we've got. I mean, I, as I thought about, I mean, this is kind of like you know the first first show Jimmy Fallon. I don't, I'm not comparing myself. <laughs> to It's kind of like the first. It's the first show. Somewhere you got to think really carefully about who are you going to invite on. Exactly. And if we're doing Sales Pipeline Radio, I can't think of anyone else I'd rather have uh, than Craig Rosenberg, uh, who, uh, among many things, is the author of the Funnel Holic Radio. So how do you talk about sales pipeline without the Funnel Holic? Yeah, exactly. And the funnel holic
0: is feeding his own. Uh, is living the good life. He's got to tell you where he's calling in from here. I thought this was amazing that he would take time from his vacation in Hawaii. He's in Hawaii right now, on the beach with a mai tai, ready to talk to you. Here, you with us, Craig?
2: <laughs> Absolutely, that is correct. I am calling in from Diamond Head in Oahu. It's uh, such a big moment that I wouldn't miss it. And
0: um, what's the big pink hotel that's right there? There's a big pink hotel right in the on Royal
2: the, Hawaiian. That's,
0: that's it. So you're, I picture you sitting at the Royal Hawaiian with your white suit on and a little uh, mai tai or whatever here.
2: <laughs> the white suit maybe not
0: <laughs> Or swimming suit
2: <laughs> I will not confirm or deny that anyway I really I really
1: appreciate you doing this today. I know like you know when I when I asked you you said you were gonna be on vacation my first reaction was like well we'll we'll have plenty more shows but uh, you were gracious enough to come on uh, on vacation I know you are I don't know what time is it like 10 o'clock uh, local time out there right now
2: yeah it's 11. it's actually two hours from Pacific yeah 11. I don't even know well, how much was the you know We've got a case.
1: short amount of time, and, and which is good because, you know, as, as much as I appreciate you doing this, we're going to get you back out with your family and on the beach. But I'm serious. I mean, like, you know, when I think about sales pipeline management, I think about, you know, you know what I've learned about pipeline management, you know, over the past six, seven years. You know, you've been a huge, huge part of that, um, you know, with your content and just the conversations we've had at events over the years. And you know, wanted to. I mean, for those for those that are listening, you know, want to maybe just have you give a quick introduction of yourself, your background, you know, your involvement with the funnel holic, and talk a little bit about Topo now as well. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate the opportunity to do that. Well, now you know my name, and now you know exactly
2: where I am. But I'm not normally located in Hawaii. I'm normally in the San Francisco Bay Area. And uh, you know, my background is across marketing and sales. I spent. You know, six years of my life in, you know, call it 2000 and 2005 and a half, 2006, as a consultant in the Valley building sales and inside sales processes for tech companies. Then I spent the next five and a half years as the VP of marketing for a, a business media company called Tippet So I was doing hundreds demand gen, digital demand gen campaigns for tech vendors there. And you can sort of see that, you know, I can run from the top of the funnel all the way through close. After Tippett and you know myself and Scott Albrecht, who was the other founder of Tippett, we you know were trying to figure out what we wanted to do. We started to work with companies across, you name it, from content marketing, demand generation, sales process, sales development, and what we learned was that you know no matter what we were doing, what everyone wanted to know is, well, what are the best companies in the world doing? So you know we go in and say, well, if you got to do this, you know content marketing plan, they say, well, what you know how does HubSpot do it or you know whatever. And so we realized there was a business there, and and that's why we started Topo. It's a research advisory and consulting firm. We're focused on studying the fastest-growing companies on Earth and um, turning that into data so people can buy data from us in a subscription model or actionable operational playbooks, right, where people can actually buy Time from our analysts to come in and actually put the you know you know these insights into play at their organization. We've grown really fast over the last two years. It's been a great ride, and that's Topo. And the only thing I don't want I'm going to move on, but I just want to say that we are putting on our first ever sales summit. It's in San Francisco, April seventh and eighth. It's for sales leaders, CEOs, sales development. You name it. If you, um, it, the, 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 there's going to be tracks for, like I said, sales leader, sales operations, sales development, and individual contributors. And it's going to be all presentations from actual practitioners. No people like me and Matt, only people that actually do it. And it'll be amazing. So I just had to plug it because I'm absolutely so excited about that.
1: That's fantastic. Now, thank thank you for doing that. If you're interested in hearing more about Craig and, and Topo and, and the stuff that he's writing and thinking and talking about, you know, you got to follow his blog, The Funnel Holic. If you're cool with a weekly email with some of the best sales and marketing content around, uh, you know, sign up for the the Funnel Holic weekly email. It's it's required reading for me. I read every I read I read it every week. And if you're in the Bay Area, consider looking into the Topo Councils. They are meeting every I think I don't know if it's every Friday, but you know, many many Fridays. They're getting together and just it's it's again it's it's practitioners sharing best practices of what's working in the lead generation sales and sales development world and you know I think you know Craig before we have to go to a for a first commercial break here in a couple minutes you know you, one of the reasons why I like talking to you about pipeline is you don't think about just the sales side you don't think about just the demand side which is truly and unfortunately unique in our industry you know you got a lot of great marketers. Yeah. They consider themselves done at the MQL. You've got a lot of salespeople who want to have a product and a demo conversation every single freaking time, no matter who they're talking to, or what stage they're at. Talk a little yeah. bit about what you've learned and what you've, and, and what you found important over the last few years with Topo in terms of sort of having that full funnel approach and, and encouraging, you know, encouraging marketers and salespeople to think about the full funnel to give, to maximize its output to the most potential.
2: Yeah. Well, that's a big one, right? But, well, I, you kind of synopsized my last two years, right? It was basically what I'm coming in and what you just described is the case. I mean, what we do know today is that we are way more advanced in demand generation, marketing, full scale. The full-scale ability to get people to raise their hand is at, at a place it's never been before, okay? On the sales side, you know, everyone says sales is dying. Well, where I'm from, people are hiring sales guys like crazy. Um, and there's a lot of new sort of innovations in how you can interact with clients. Um, things like, you know, as simple as something we take for granted, an online demo, like you mentioned, or the ability to, you know, present online or the sales tools that you have to make you more efficient, right? We're looking at a brave new world in terms of creating a well-oiled top, you know, top to bottom, and marketing machine. But I would say that what I have learned is that we have to sort of, it's great to create these, you know, full-scale models, but we got to kind of take a step back. And a lot of the basics get lost, and it creates friction in the revenue engine. The very basic thing of defining your ideal customer profile, is, like, it's killing people, actually. It's really interesting. It's a very simple thing, right? And it's this, well, it's not simple, but it's a simple idea, which is, you know, making sure that everyone's on the same page on who we sell to, right? So, you know, demand gen. I can't tell you how many times I've gone in, and these guys, they have Marketo, Hammond. I mean, we had one, one client we went in, and they were doing 6,000 leads a month. And we were brought in because sales said, demand gen's not doing anything, Right. That seems like bad math. 6,000 leads a month, sales say they're not doing anything. But the miss was on the ideal customer profile, right? Marketing was looking at the MQLs saying, we got all these MQLs, What's sales is problem? And sales is going, we well, you're creating all these MQLs, but none. You know, the vast majority of them are unsellable. And so just being able to take the ideal customer profile and stream that from demand all the way through sales Is like a huge step for people, and it's often the break. It's a communication breakdown, and it's something I know you're going to want to talk about. It's one of the reasons for the rise of account-based marketing, which we can talk about in a little bit. On the sales side, the tools, the ability to use tools has actually created bad selling habits, right? You mentioned it. It's so easy to show your product. That like old school fundamentals of like running a full discovery session and understanding the client and selling to their needs is lost because it's too easy to send them a link and start showing them the product. And that's just been bad. So you can see like we were here. We've got the platform is set to be made, but the a lot there's just some really big sort of strategic ideas that often cause friction in the revenue chain
1: yeah I, I think you're absolutely right and I think that you know account based marketing is part of this. I think t- bigger deal to me is you know when you, you look at a marketing organization that may have a lead goal, uh, but that lead goal has no bearing to what the sales team is trying to achieve. Uh, these organizations don't have common objectives. they don't have common definitions. So marketing says we hit right. our lead goal and sales doesn't believe those are good leads. So you know yep. if you don't have good uh, de- you know common definitions and common objectives, everything else you're doing kind of breaks down.
2: That is Um, the, that is everything. I mean, that is literally, it's a problem that's always existed, but it's really interesting now because the gen can, like I said, they can create leads. They can look in the mirror and say, I created lots of leads. But without those common definitions, man, you know, this whole idea of sales and marketing alignment, I would say that we are in the age of continued sales and marketing misalignment.
1: Big time. Well, it's and it's surprising. I mean, you got sometimes. I mean, you and, you and I both end up at a lot of the same conferences, and you'll get people you know saying like, "Oh, haven't we moved beyond this?" We talk about the same thing over and over again. Well. I'll feel better about moving on once we actually follow the advice that we give each other. And I think it's also, I mean, you know, for those that are listening that do, you know, end up going to the Marketo show, and the Industry's Decision show, I believe fundamentally that, you know, we're fooling ourselves if we think that the people on stage there represents the majority of the market. And it's, it, it's not a criticism of those that aren't there. It's an opportunity. to to make what they're doing better. I mean, you know, when you've got a marketing organization that embraces revenue responsibility, they no longer care about generating as many tweets as they can and as many clicks as they can. They'll generate fewer leads if they turn more into opportunities and the right kind of opportunities, and the sales team wants that as well. So some of those metrics are counterintuitive to what marketing is focused on in the past, um, and some of those metrics are counterintuitive to, in many cases, what an executive team and board have been trained to see for marketing. They want to see the up and to the right of the raw lead numbers, but that metric alone sometimes is counterintuitive, counterproductive, and leads to the wrong behavior that constrains sales.
2: I asked. uh You know, Maria Pergolino, who's now at Aptis, who was the, I would say one of the pioneers of the um, industrial strengths, digital demand gen generation from her time at Marketo. And I said, you know, look, what's the, you know, what metrics do you follow now, right? They're doing big deals, right? Large, you know, large ACV, really account-based heavy type of scenario. And I said, okay, well, great. So what everyone wants to know is what are the metrics you follow? She said, oh, that's easy. I follow a pipeline and close deals. And I tell everyone that, and they got to know that, because I'm going to do everything to get the right people in the door and touch them as many times as, as necessary in order to turn those into deals. And uh, it's kind of per your point. So there's someone who should come back to us and be like, well, Craig, there's 25 metrics we follow across all of this. You know, process, and she's like, "No, there's one. You know, there's basically one, which is pipeline, and then they measure close to make sure that they're creating the right kind of pipeline. And uh, everything that they do is based on you know getting to that number, which is that's what the organization needs, and it's a it's a sort of next step view for many of these marketers to sort of look. The MQL number is a good indicator if it's well defined." Right, an agreement is set against it, but the real indicator is what you just said, which is to yeah. be able to sign up and look at what effect you can have on the overall revenue number and pipeline.
1: You got it. Hey, you know, I think the, the uh, you know when you've got a uh, a team that's willing to embrace revenue responsibility, and many sales sales leaders tell me you know they're looking for uh, marketers that feel the terror with them at the end of the month, at the end of the quarter. That's a good indication. We're going to be right back with Craig Rosenberg on Sales Pipeline Radio. We're going to take a break here. We'll be right back.
0: Hey, we just want to take a break and tell you that in a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger and more important than this speed is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working and how to apply it specifically to increase your sales pipeline. Velocity and conversion. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. Download it for free. HeinzMarketing.com. Just like it sounds, H E I N Z, HeinzMarketing.com. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing pipeline, but in quick bursts with lots of specific actionable ideas, strategies, and tactics you can put to work when? Right now. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow it in on whatever you're looking for and tackle a problem. Quickly, efficiently, and in a way you've probably never thought of. Come back when you need something else. Download your free copy of the Modern Marketers Field Guide at HeinzMarketing.com. That's Heinz, H E I N Z, marketing.com.
1: The Vanilla Group, Inc., is the only firm that delivers telebase lead generation programs exclusively for enterprise technology providers. They achieve results five times higher than industry standards for outbound lead generation based on the research published by implementing their unique Telesales 2.0 methodology. The Vanilla Group is an award-winning leader in this space, and they get results like no other firms. The Vanilla Group supports firms from Fortune 500 companies to startups. To learn more, visit buildpipeline.com or call 888-335-0340. That's 888-335-0340.
0: All right, let's go back to uh, Matt and his guests from the uh, Sunny Shores of Hawaii. I
1: think we're 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 the shortest shortest, shortest shore show today was our <laughs> first uh, ever episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. So thanks everyone for listening in. I want to thank thank Paul our a producer for his masterful smooth job helping <laughs> uh, helping our Virgin Territory get through. Thank you to Craig Rosenberg who's the uh, author of Funnel and a founder of Topo, uh, that does some fantastic work around demand gen, pipeline management, sales development. Craig is calling in uh, from vacation from the sunny, uh, climes of Hawaii. We are actually, I'm, I am today, uh, even though I live, uh, outside of the Seattle area, I'm doing this show from the rainy climes of, uh, North Philadelphia. So we are all, all over the place today. And thanks to the, uh, the, the miracle of radio and technology, here we are all together. So, Craig, you you brought up the idea of uh, account based marketing, and I want to talk a little bit about that real quick. You know, I, I love on one hand, I love that there is an increased focus on on what is being called account based marketing, but you know, a it's not like enterprise marketing, which is what it really is is a new thing. And I, I get a chuckle out of a lot of sales sales managers that say, "Well, we've been doing named account selling for forever, so thanks marketing for coming to the table." What's your perspective on ABM and just sort of the sort of the Cause the resurgence of enterprise marketing and, and how should marketers think about that now that a lot of them are starting to plan, you know, their efforts and their budgets heading into 2016? I did introduce
2: it. It's such a hot topic right now and I'm, and I'm, uh, I'm a hundred percent behind it, right? We're just doing a lot of business around it. And I'll tell you, I'll just, you brought up a couple things in the start and I'll address both of them. Have we been doing this for a long time? Yeah, it was here before. <laughs> This, the Marquettas of the world showed up, right? It was called marketing. When I first started, I remember marketing came out. They had a printed list of these, you know, uh, people that they were going to go run campaigns against. They sent them pillows. Sales development followed up. We followed up with an executive letter there was a set of marketing campaigns against a very specific set of accounts. And that was, you know, when I started 22 years ago, and I'm sure it was there well before then. And then, yeah, right? When I talk to marketers, it's like, guys, like, the myth here is that this is what sales has been doing and wants to do, but particularly your uh, biggest revenue opportunities are done by these sales people who say, Right, like the story here for A V M is pretty simple. The marketers came to the table and said, Look at all this cool stuff I did. I have Marketo, I have Demand mandates, I've got um, all these cool tools and I created five thousand leads and sales so were like, Yeah, but I have this list of a hundred accounts and you got none of them. And so it's you could see that yeah, we started doing this a long time ago, but then we all just had to figure out this digital demand gen thing, right? We had to get our HubSpot, get our Marketo or Eloquent in, create this, you know, massive industrial strength demand gen machine, do lead nurturing, pretend to do lead scoring, whatever it is we wanted to do over the last six or seven years. And we missed the ITP for the big revenue guys. If you look at the numbers, so we study fast-growing companies. Great companies feed the SMB mid-market inside sales team via marketing Ninety-seven percent of the demand is filled by marketing, and that's great. It's the most predictable part of the game, right? Like marketing can say, "I'm going to get this amount of leads. It's going to convert, and inside sales is going to turn it into revenue." It's great. It is. It's a true advance. The problem is the guys who move the revenue needle, right? The the, the people that are selling against these very specific accounts. Those guys were, you know, are getting between ten. Right and fifteen percent help from marketing, if that, and that's what had to change, and that's why account-based marketing has come back into vogue, and it's a big deal, right? Because see a lot of sort of what I just described, which is these companies that have hit a certain point in their sort of annual revenue with consistent inside, you know, demand gen inside sales, you know, I add a sales rep, I get this, and they've hit this point, but now it's like, okay, well, how do we go get the GE's of the world? And we started by saying, well, salesperson, I pay you a lot of money, just like the old days, right? Here's access to names, go get them, or an SDR, go outbound. And it's like, no, you know, we, we can, as marketers, right, take these account, you know, accounts, set campaigns up with a similar, if not even more aggressive cadence that we're doing today in the, in the mid-market in the SMB, and make it really specific and custom to that account, and go support sales and go sign up for an enterprise number. So we talked about sort of mismatches and definitions and alignment on goals and metrics. Well, one of those is like, if you look at over, you know, for many of our companies, you look at overall, you know, metrics like the SQLs, MQLs, all these things, they hit, they say, look, I'm feeding the inside sales team. And then you just, there's the gap, right? If it no, everyone's signing up for the big number. They're not signing up saying, in 2016, I will deliver between 40 and 60% of the pipeline into our target accounts, and that's what we need to see. There has to be a sign And by the way, they won't go figure it out unless they have that number. I know that. I've seen that. They're like, yeah, 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 we'll go do it. We'll go tell LinkedIn, you know, we'll go tell our content syndication vendors to focus on these accounts. But at the end of the day, if they're judged by how many leads, then they don't care. Right, but if you go to them and say you have to deliver this amount of pipeline revenue into these target accounts by the end of the year, behavior changes. Now I gotta yeah. step back. I gotta say, okay, yeah. well now I need a good database. Now that's I need to structure campaigns for these guys. So that that's a big thing. And then the only thing I'll add, Matt, we've learned about buyer centricity over the last couple of years, and I think we talk about it a lot, you know, who's the buyer and what's gonna resonate with them. In account based marketing right because these are big expensive hopefully deals we take the time to be as custom and personalized to that account as we can possibly be and that to me is abm i believe in it we're going to need it right because everyone's yeah. trying to get into the into these target accounts and um, we just can't rely anymore on giving an sdr and the sales rep a list and hoping that they get in we got to. Yeah. everyone needs to mobilize and sign up for that number
1: uh, Craig, pre- appreciate, appreciate your, your perspective I know we're going to run out of time, time here, and Paul's already given me the uh, orchestra music.
0: And time I'm going to to cut in since this is the first show, and this is well, the two questions that we always have to ask is, how do we get in touch with Craig?
1: You can reach me
2: either via, you know, just you can come to topohq.com, and it, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a big sign up there to go sign up and hear more from us. You can do that. Or you can literally just, um, I'm happy to have people reach out via Twitter, at Funnelholic. And uh, those are the two safest ways because when I give my email out, then I get a whole bunch of other people. But you can get to me via the TopoHQ site. Most people do. As a matter of fact, as we were talking, I got four inbound inquiries from there specifically for me. So just go to TopoHQ. If you go on the site, there's a prompt there to reach out to the analyst.
0: Or go to the Royal Hawaiian Hotel and buy him a Mai Tai, and he'll, he'll <laughs> oh, gladly yeah, tell here. you more war stories I'm here i <laughs> here. <laughs> and how do people reach you, Matt, if they want to learn more about Heinz Marketing and what you're going to do with this show? How do they reach yeah, you?
1: Yeah, no, I'm really excited. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank Craig again. He took a couple minutes out of his vacation, more than a couple minutes, so really appreciate Craig being here. Uh, we are just getting started with Sales Pipeline Radio. We're going to be doing this every couple weeks. You'll find us here again uh, on December 3rd. If you have ideas for future shows, uh, or if you think you might want to be a guest on a future show, you email me at matt m a t t at heinzmarketing.com or my Twitter is just at HeinzMarketing.com. That's Heinz like the Ketchup Marketing. So um, Paul, I think that's it for us today.
0: Alright, thanks so much for tuning in and we look forward to finding out where your guests will call in, where you'll be. It's like where's Waldo or something. Where, where are you, you going to be in the world next week here, right?
1: That's right. Well, <laughs> hopefully we back... Uh, After Thanksgiving, we'll be back at the office, but uh, we'll see.
0: All right. Tune in next week uh, or on the third when we have more Sales Pipeline Radio. The only show that helps you build your own powerful sales pipeline through social selling, content, marketing, and more. Right here on the SLMA Live Radio Network.